1: Welcome to episode 109. This is a bonus episode with one of my friends and someone I definitely consider a mentor in business, but also an inspiration in the way she conducts herself in life. And that woman is none other than Lorraine Murphy. I have been a fan of hers for years now, and we first connected after I read one of her books and I sent her a message and I just reached out to her and it was in regards to getting organized and I said to her this part of your book is exactly what I needed to really help me to start my business and take it to the next level And so we began a bit of a friendship and since then over the last few years she's spoken at my events I've spoken at some of hers and we've always stayed in touch. One thing, that always comes to mind when I think of Lorraine is that she is a high achiever, but she does it with balance. She also does it with grace and she's really, really funny. I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Lorraine. The reason we recorded this episode is we wanted to share with you a couple of tips on getting remarkably organized, but we also wanted to share with you something really exciting. Lorraine is launching her Get Remarkably Organized eight-week online program in one week from today. So it is going live very, very soon. This program is amazing. I was looking through some of the content and I was like just saying to Melissa who works for me, this is an incredible offer and an incredible price as well. So as I said, it is an eight-week program and throughout our chat, we do speak about the program a little bit. I just wanted to mention that if you want to join the program, the link to do so is in the show notes. So if you click on that link, not only will it take you directly to the program, you will also receive a bonus masterclass with Lorraine because you've used the link in the podcast show notes. So the link that I'm sharing is a unique one just for those listeners of the Kylie Camps podcast, and you will get access to that bonus masterclass with Lorraine, which will be absolutely invaluable. Now, I should be very, very clear. This eight-week program is not just for people that have a business or want to start a business. This is an eight week program for anyone who is feeling as though they've lacked a little bit of direction or perhaps purpose, and they really want to gain clarity and feel happier and more at ease within themselves. So I will not keep rabbiting on about it, but this program Definitely check it out. I hope you enjoy my chat with Lorraine. And as I said, the link to join is in the show notes.
2: Lorraine, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and no doubt very well-organized day (laughs) to have this chat with us. You're so welcome. (laughs) I, I feel like
3: our podcast interviews are an excuse for us to actually catch up. So thank you for having me on again. I really appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. Now, today, I'm really excited to speak with you about your new eight-week program, the Get Remarkably Organized program, and you are, no doubt, the queen of organization. Like, when I think of people being organized, I have such a clear flashback to seeing you speak at a business event and seeing your real-life schedule projecting oh, yeah. up onto the big screen <laughs> and being like yeah. holy moly this woman she color codes she's so organized which I must say I'm very very proud to share with you that my day now looks like that as well I'm all color coded oh. with many thanks to you but <laughs> you are, you are no doubt someone I always always link with the word organized oh, thank but you there was a time in your life when this wasn't the case could you tell our listeners about Lorraine before she became remarkably organized
3: yes for sure and I love that you've asked that question first because and I guess that's what I speak to isn't it it's like every every we can learn any skill I don't think I was naturally super super organized and so I guess a time that I would see myself as definitely not being organized was probably through my entire career until I started my, my first business so I Worked in public relations and communications, and I did that for almost ten years. And I used to—I was just perennially ten minutes late for work, and, and it was just so avoidable. I would wake up a bit later, get you know, bust my ass to get out the door, get in there. You know, three mornings out of five, I wouldn't have had time to have breakfast at home, so I'd be trying to like hustle some muesli in the kitchen before my boss came and sat at their desk. And it was just—I just always felt like I was in reactive mode. I just felt like I was on the back seat and I I did this for years and years and years and I had no morning routine to speak of like there was no morning meditation there was nothing I was just pretty much wake up in the morning and get into reactive mode and just react all day long and for me the the impetus to change was definitely starting my first business because I was starting so my first business was a, a talent agency for social influencers and I started it back in 2012 and what I realized was that if I was Going to stay in this reactive mode and just chasing my bloody tail all day long well i was definitely going to start dropping some balls in this new business and the business had never been done before in australia i had never started a business before i had no business experience and i just realized i had enough odds stacked against me as it was with this business without also flinging in the fact that i was just hopelessly disorganized myself so that was the really big, I guess, tipping point for me. And I just said, okay, I just need to sort my shit out because I, I am going to start dropping balls. And I put my entire life savings till that point into the business. There was I quit my job fully. I totally burned my boats and said, okay, I'm going to go start off this business. So that was the big change for me. And it really did start. I mean, I'm sure we can talk a bit more about mornings if you would like to. But for me, it was very much starting with the morning and just nailing that morning set up and then from there I found that I started to get more and more proactive until yeah my calendar looks very color-coded and very organized uh, as it does right now so I mean I think for a lot of us there's going to be some kind of a tipping point maybe we're expecting our first baby or our second child or we want to start our side hustle or we're starting a new role or there's lots of different tipping points I think that people will have that will I guess, give them that window of opportunity to go and and shake things up. And for me, it was definitely that, but starting that business for sure.
2: Absolutely. And you've mentioned the term reactive mode. And that's something that I often speak in particular to women and mums about. It's If we start our day from that reactive mode, like if the first time we put our feet on the ground, it's because we're running towards a baby who's crying or Mm -hmm. a toddler's gotten into bed with us. And it's just go 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 from the get that reactive mode it's so much more than just saying oh you're reacting to things it's literally what's coursing through your whole system in your body you're in a bit of a stressful state yeah you're get-go. so right
3: and I think you're and you're right it's the mornings are challenging so yesterday so Saturday, so we've got a three-year-old daughter Lexi who's an absolute rock star and and we she so as we're recording this and I, it's monday and she was at a sleepover saturday night i let her have a nap yesterday because she was just so feral she was just exhausted and we needed to go to a birthday party in the afternoon so i let her sleep for an hour and a half and she didn't actually go to bed until nine o'clock last night and i i knew i knew it was gonna happen <laughs> so she didn't go to bed till nine so we pretty much went to bed at the same time as her last night and then i was up creeping around this morning because my morning thing is really that just that window of time to myself in the morning is really important to me and next thing I hear her like shuffling around a room I'm like no No. because that's it I was reacting until I went to bed last night and then as soon as she was up as soon as I was up she was up this morning so yeah I think that you're so right to raise the kid thing as well because I think that morning at least the whole thing of how how we spend our morning sets the tone for the entire day ahead so if we are spending our mornings in reactive mode and not just due to children, if we're picking up our phone first thing in the morning or our partner needs something from us or we're answering a work call first thing in the morning like that, it's almost like we just set that as the tone for the entire day. And, and it can be very challenging to pull yourself back to being proactive when you've spent a significant chunk of the morning being reactive. Does that make sense?
2: It makes complete sense. And I mm-hmm. think one of the things that I hear the most, Lorraine, is when people do start to be more proactive than reactive they always say to me I didn't realize how much I was struggling until I was out of it Mm. I didn't realize how overwhelmed and how bogged down and how scattered I was feeling until I had that little bit of space and that bit of clarity and that little bit of organization so I think it goes just so much further beyond the morning routine like it's for those people who are listening who feel like they have all these tabs opened all the time and they're giving you know five percent to every area of life mm. all at once rather than you know having that laser focus of going okay I'm going to deal with this and then move on to the next thing it's just that yeah. continual like pull it just feels awful
3: yeah it really does and I think it's that sense of um yeah, you're just you, sorry. The word that came to mind as you were speaking there, you like you're diluting yourself. You know, you're just spreading yeah. yourself. I almost think of it as like a tea bag that's been dipped in too many mugs of water. You know, it just stops turning the water brown after a while. And um, at the end of the day,
2: you're just weak and you. are yeah. Just yeah. On, the, on the, side <laughs> of the kitchen bench. That is so true.
3: Yes, so true. So yeah, I love. Yeah, I like to think that that idea of diluting ourselves, whereas we can when we can be more focused, we're, we're so much more potent because we're getting so much more done with the time that we do have
2: and so as you refined your process which as I said it entails so much more than just the morning routine because Mm -hmm. I absolutely devoured your book Mm -hmm. and as you refined your process you decided that you wanted to kind of spread the word on how important it is to get remarkably organized and that was your first book
3: yeah well that was actually the second well kind of so the first Remarkability and the first chapter which I know you also read because that's how we first got to know each other you sent me a message on Insta and that book was all about starting your first business and in that chapter very similar to what you and I just chatted about I talked about the fact that if you're not organized your 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 business is you know it, it's, it's a lot less likely to do well so that's what I wrote about the first chapter was get seriously effing organized in Remarkability and then so many people commented on that chapter that that then became the second book, which was Get Remarkably Organized, which is where I pretty much dove fully into that whole area of of organization. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely in the first book. But then book two was like that was the, the main
2: focus of that one. Brilliant. Thank you for clearing that up. No, that's okay. I have all three of your books in my office. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yes, as you mentioned, I'm such a fan. I read that chapter and I reached out to you because I was like, holy shit, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And it was so helpful for me, just that little chapter.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? And, just, and, you know, I was just talking to you there before, before we actually started recording around one of your podcast episodes that I swear has changed my whole thinking on a particular area. So it's funny, isn't it, how someone can just give you a couple of nuggets or even just one nugget and it can totally change your whole perspective. Um, which I think is, yeah, I know you're a massive bookworm as well. That's why I just love learning because you could read one book or do one online program and then it's just one thing that someone drops that you go, yes, that, that's, that's the why. That's what made this worth it. So, that's so yeah, thank you.
2: And I love that you love to learn, but I also think that you're such a brilliant teacher. I mean, I've had you speak at our events. I have yes. witnessed you teach and you do have a really, really um, relatable way Of getting the point across and so I'm excited about this program because it's an eight-week program where your goal is to not just impact people throughout that eight-week period it's to really really change their life.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah for sure I hate the idea of someone doing it I mean any program but particularly my programs and just you're ticking the box like oh, I'll just do it and tick the box I, I really want my programs to be something that people learn something that they're going to carry with themselves with them the whole lives and hopefully a few different things that they'll carry with them and something i'm really excited about the program i haven't done this before i've actually got two um experts and one of them is a hypnotherapist so she's actually going to be teaching us how to change your habits forever so i think it's that kind of thing i mean if you apply that idea of changing your habits to getting more organized i mean what else could you apply that to you know creating positive habits in every area of your life so yeah i like to think about this program as becoming that the. the it's the thing that gets people unstuck. And as you know, and I probably every single person listening, we are, the, the world is a bit chaotic right now. And so I think just helping someone become unstuck, because then when you do get on top of things, and you're back in the driving seat, and you're you're seeing the wood for the trees again, the trees for the wood, wood for the trees again, <laughs> it just means that you've just got so much more headspace to actually go and create the life that you bloody want to create, you know, and not be stuck in that reactive mode, looking after everyone else's needs and just feeling exhausted and resentful and unproductive. There's just so much more than that, as you know, and, and you and I both come through phases of feeling super productive and super unproductive. And, and yeah, life's a lot better when you're feeling productive. I think you'd agree.
2: It really is. It makes the world of difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned that this year has been – It's. I mean, 2020 has just been a completely wild year, for lack of a better yeah. expression. I was going to say it's been a yeah. shit show. And so I think this program in particular, given that it is starting on the 9th of September and it goes for eight weeks, that's such a beautiful time of the year to start refining what it is that you want to achieve, letting Mm -hmm. go of the things that are no longer serving you and to really lay the groundwork for those new habits. And I love that you're bringing in an expert on habits because I'm so fascinated by how much we adjust creatures of habits. I've been listening to so many audio books on habits and I just, I love it. I think it's really, really interesting. Yeah,
3: and and you layer them, you know, you just shift one thing and that impacts the next thing. It's almost like a knock on effect then. So if we can get that proactive flow going and get productive and start to clear the, the mental and physical clutter in our lives, then the sky's the limit literally for us.
2: Absolutely, and so that eight week period it's going to lead you into the end of this year Mm. you can refine everything that it is that you want to work on and have a bit of a plan for next year um which Which will be better which will be better and it will also be here in like five minutes I I know I always feel like after August it's just Christmas it's like August Christmas yeah yeah rinse and repeat but could you tell us while I've got you just a little bit about what people can expect from the grow program yeah for sure so I mean the the key thing I guess
3: is it's based loosely on the principles of the book so get remarkably organized the book and then I mean the book came out in oh gosh 2018 so it's been two years since so I've been constantly refining the process and the ideas and the exercises and so on so so it's basically on the book, and then I dive a lot deeper into, into different areas as well. And I've got new, um, just new strategies that I pick up. I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring. So there's a lot of things that I see resonating with my mentees, and then I, I tend to bring that into my programs. So the, the key thing is, as you said, it's eight weeks, and it, it's very much I handhold you and step you through the week-by-week process. So we focus on morning routine. We talk, focus on evening routine. We talk about clearing the physical and also mental clutter. We talk about, I and mean, one of the biggest, two of the biggest blocks, I think, to people getting organized is distractions and also procrastination. So we actually spend a week on each of those um, so to really, I guess, pat, unpack them with people and, and help them. Gu- I guide them through the exercises to, to focus on how they can improve that particular part of, of things when it comes to getting organized. So each week, people get a, a video module from me. They're short, they're sweet. A lot of my Program attendees are moms, so I know one woman that was uh, on my last program was doing it during her son's swimming lesson. So her son would go off to swimming, and and she would do is only like a twenty minute video. So it's very it's very. I'm just very mindful of with something like this, the last thing you want to do is overload people even more. You know, I, I want this to feel accessible and achievable for people. So short and sweet video module each week. Then each week, then we work through the Get Remarkably Organized playbook together. I'm a big fan of a playbook and keeping all your notes and exercises and ideas and reflections together in one spot. And then everyone is joined together in an exclusive members group, which I'll be jumping into. And I think with this kind of thing, especially I did a a five day GSD get Shit done challenge last week. And I think people just love to have their wins celebrated with other people who are on a similar journey. So I'm really excited by the group as well, because I think it will really cheerlead people and, and give people that accountability. And as I said, I'll be in there as well.
2: It's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people, so mm. to have that, have that access to that group. That sounds amazing.
3: Yeah, and you know, you see this firsthand in your business as well. And and then the other thing now, as I already mentioned, is the live breakthrough sessions. So we've got our amazing Rachel, who's a hypnotherapist, who'll be teaching us the how to rebuild or create new habits. And then Bridget, who's an amazing uh, declutter coach and life coach, and she'll be diving deeper into the de- decluttering because that's a big part of the program. And it tends to be one of the areas that people have the biggest blocks in as well. So yeah, that's, that's a very short synopsis of it. So it's eight weeks. As I said, it's very gentle. The last thing I want to do is freak people out. Um, and I think what also the connection with other people and with me, you, you don't feel like you're on your own. So if someone's listening and they're just feeling quite stuck and that they've been, I guess, treading water for a while and, and they're sensing, you know, when you, you and I kind talked about that reactive mode there, they're sensing like, Oh my God, that is so me. Like this is this, this will help you through, out of that situation very, very gently.
2: Mm. And one of the things that I was reading about the program that I love, you've written that you're going to feel a hell of a lot happier.
3: Mm. Yeah, well, for sure. That. Well, I know, I know you're a Tony Robbins fan as well. <laughs> and something, I mean, probably one of the most powerful things I ever learned from Tony Robbins It said he said when happiness equals progress. So when we feel like we're progressing and we're moving towards something better, then we feel like we we feel happy. So I think if if you're going to spend eight weeks sorting your shit out, you know, clearing the decks, starting to layer in some really positive habits that really serve you. I mean, you can't not feel happier if you're making such a massive amount of progress. You get me? So, uh, yeah, I come back to that quote a lot.
2: I love that now. This program sounds absolutely incredible, and I can certainly see how it would apply to not just people that have a business, but say, for example, you are wanting to get a business off the ground, like you have a business idea, and it's something that you're thinking like, oh, I really want to do it, but I'm finding myself stuck, like I'm not taking the first step, whether it's imposter syndrome or procrastination or things like that, will this, will this like work well in with people that are going through that at the moment?
3: Yeah, I, I, I think so for sure. So obviously, it's not a business course. However, what I have learned—if this one thing I've learned—I've started a lot of, I've, I've started two businesses and many, many, many revenue streams. And what I've really realized is that when we're trying to create something new, whether it's writing that first book or starting a podcast or you know even starting a family or starting a job or whatever it might be, like we need to create the space for that to drop in. And, and I think so many of us, if we're in that reactive mode for so long, there's there's physically no space for that new thing to drop in. So I think the the first protocol and when I'm coaching someone um, one-on-one, that the big thing is to, okay, well, let's just clear all the the heavy, low vibration stuff that's almost weighing you down. I always think of it as, you know, if you've got a hot air balloon that's trying to rise and it's weighed down with lots of those sandbags, and then you just slowly start to chuck the sandbags over and then the, the hot air balloon can start to to rise up I, I see it like that if you can get yourself organized get in the driving seat clear any of the heavy stuff that may be holding you back you're infinitely more likely to go and create a success of whatever that project is because there's space for it you've actually created that space for it to breathe and to live and take root
2: i love that and so you said it's not directly a business course but of course it's going to help people who do have that business or that idea as well but for the everyday person who perhaps like you said hasn't you know they don't have a side hustle or they're not working at the minute they're at home with the kids this is still going to help them to just feel that sense of freedom and that bit happier right?
3: Mm, I think so and actually Paul, what I should have said on that when you asked me there about the business is having built A couple of successful businesses now, I mean, so much of it is structure and it's not even that doesn't even apply to business. It applies to everything, whether we are staying at home. And I know for me, when I was on maternity leave with Lexi, like even then I actually created quite a bit of structure. Like I would try and get up at a similar time. I would have a similar breakfast. I think there was so, there was so much uncertainty in those early days when she was so tiny that any way that I could create certainty for myself and structure for myself, I did that. And that made me feel so much calmer and more secure for want of a better word, and I think, particularly given the global situation that we're all living through right now, I think yeah, anywhere that we can create that structure and that certainty for ourselves, and create that sense of progress for ourselves, I think is 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 going to help. But I all and I say this, I will say this to you, Carly, and I'll say this to anyone else listening. Like always, go with your gut when you're when you're looking at something new. If you if your gut's saying, yeah, this is one hundred percent me, then 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 go with that. I really do try trust that above anything else. But um, yeah, it it, it does come down to that structure and. I think for some people, and I've worked through this with a few mentees and different people on programs, I think we tend to think that that structure and discipline is boring and it's, it restricts us and limits us. But what I've actually learned is that discipline equals freedom. Like the more discipline I can be with getting my work done. So one of my current things at the moment is to take a Friday afternoon to fill my own tank, because what I've been realizing for the last few weeks is that my week is very big. Like there's a lot happening in my business at the moment, which is super exciting, And then it gets to Friday evening. One of us, myself and my husband, picks Lexi up from daycare. And then the weekends are on. Like, it's swimming lessons. It's food prep. It's laundry. It's trying to squeeze in some romantic time. It's trying to see friends. Like, Lexi has her play dates.
1: It's full on. Like,
3: it is full on. And I get to Sunday night. It's happened a few times. Like, a few of our weekends have been really, really crap over the last few weeks. And I just said to Wade, like, I'm getting to 9 o'clock. Sorry, Wade's my husband. 9 o'clock on Sunday night. And I am exhausted. So what I've actually started doing is taking Friday afternoon a few hours just to fill my tank on a Friday afternoon, which then means I go into the weekend charged up and ready to enjoy all of those things rather than feeling resentful and exhausted. So for me, it's that discipline. Like I'm disciplined. I get my work done by one o'clock on a Friday. It means that I've got the freedom to have the afternoon to to do nice things and lie on the sofa and watch endless episodes of Call the Midwife if that's what I want to do. So I think that's the thing to remember as well. I think we tend to think, oh, well, someone's organized or they're committed or they're disciplined, that it's boring. and um, Whereas actually it's the opposite. you actually, by doing that, you're almost earning or creating that space for yourself to have that freedom and that fun time.
2: I could not agree more with you when you just said that discipline actually equals freedom. I was like nodding along furiously. I am so proponent yeah. <laughs> of that belief. And the same thing again. Uh, how like are you, you said, doing that? When you were speaking about, um, you know, when you had, when you first had Lexi, the days can feel endless and so much feels Mm -hmm. out of our control so having that structure that stability it gives you a sense of control and a sense of zen because you know a little bit what to expect of course you can't you're not going to know everything there's going to be days where it all goes out the window but it gives you a sense of zen and mm-hmm. I was just speaking about this with um, a guest that I recorded a podcast with earlier today, Sophie Keisha. And Sophie was saying that during isolation, she's found that she's really refining cleaning the house and not necessarily cleaning, but tidying, I think, is what, more she, is what she meant. Like, you know, having a clear kitchen bench, all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff. When we feel out of control in certain areas of our life, just adding uh, some parameters, some control, some clarity on how we're spending our time and the tasks and the chores that we're doing, it really does restore a little bit of calmness to the household.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're you're stepping into proactive mode rather than you just reacting to everything coming your way every you day. day. You're, you're putting your stamp and saying, okay, I'm going to be, even if it's clearing the kitchen table so it's tidy, I'm going to be proactive about that. And that then has and knock-on effect, because what we do, and I'm going to neuroscience now, but we start to create a positive feedback loop. We clear the kitchen table, therefore we go, oh, maybe I could clear the bedroom, and then maybe I could do this. So it's that positive feedback loop that we start to experience in ourselves as well, and I think that's so incredibly empowering, um, I mean, at any time, but particularly given the, the, the backdrop that we're all living to at the moment with this pandemic situation.
2: Absolutely. Now, is there anything else that we should touch on about this course?
3: I don't think so. You're very efficient. I think we've done a really good job. <laughs> what I would say to some of those they're thinking about is, of course, listen to their God. And, but also, and I say this myself, and you know, I actually apply this a lot to parenting. It's, and I think it was actually from Oprah's book, what I know for sure, and she said it to a guest years ago, and she said, until, until, until something changes, nothing changes. So like our weekends, I probably had six weekends in a row where I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. But until I changed something, nothing was going to change. So changing that few hours on a Friday afternoon. I mean, we were having dinner last night and Wade was just saying, like, So what happened this weekend? Because this was an amazing weekend. <laughs> I
0: was like,
3: Well I filled my tank first on Friday. So it can be just the small things that make a big change. But um I needed to change something. I was I think I was waiting for him to change or for Lexi to be suddenly less less of a teenager or for us not to have as many commitments at the weekend and that wasn't going to happen. I needed to change. So whether it's my program or it's a book or it's one of your podcast episodes, I think just be mindful of that as well. That until we change,
2: nothing changes. And I think that's something that I'm really drawn to in you, Lorraine. And it's something I think I possess as well is that we tend to kind of look at problems a little bit more objectively, um, you know, during the season of our life where we go, okay, I can see this isn't working what's my part in this and taking ownership Mm -hmm. for it so it sounds like this course is going to be an amazing tool for people who are interested in developing self-awareness because when you have self-awareness you can then go into a growth mindset like you said and no one wants to feel stuck in their Mm -hmm. life so how nice to have this structure for eight weeks of going okay I'm doing this for me and at the end of this, I'm going to know myself so much better and I'm going to have some hacks to make my life a bit easier. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's that lovely Maya Angelou quote. You've probably heard it a lot as well. It's when we know, it's, it's Maya Angelou. Yeah. When we know better, we do better. We do better. When we can't yeah. do better until we know better. So it's, it's almost like a chicken and egg, isn't it? So I know for me, and I think you as well, Kylie, it's, it's about learning. Once I, once I know better, and, and that self, as you said, that self awareness and self knowledge is so key, then we, then we know what. It helps to illuminate the path as to what the next right step
2: is, then. Absolutely. So if something doesn't feel like it's working, rather than coming at it coming at it from a place of lack and anger and you know belittling yourself, come at it from a place of curiosity. Why yeah. is it not working? What could I do to improve this?
3: Yeah, yeah, love that.
2: And so the only thing that I don't think we've touched on yet, Lorraine, is, the price point for the program it is so affordable i was like when mel sent me through the information i was like that must be a typo because that is a bargain oh thank you well i i'm
3: i'm always conscious that we want to create um i mean i always like to over over deliver so under promise and over deliver so it's yeah it probably could be a lot more expensive but i'm also just mindful of the economic climate that we're living in right now as well so um so yeah i'm i'm really happy with the price the other thing i would say as well is that we do have three different payment plans so you can pay in one hit, over two hits or three hits. It's just to give people that extra accessibility and flexibility because I know um, budgets can be shifting a bit right now. So um, yeah, I like to do that. And the other thing I've done, I think I've done this for my last four programs is I've offered a full money back guarantee. So if people don't like it, um, if for whatever reason it doesn't deliver on what they wanted it to be, then, then there's a full refund. And over, I think 400, or 350 people have done programs since I brought that in and two people have, have asked for a refund and one of them used her refund for another of my programs. So
2: I'm like, that's, I'm pretty happy with that rate. That's, that's pretty good going. That's amazing. That's Absolutely incredible. But I have to say it does not surprise me at all Thank because you. like I said, you're very easy to learn from and I know how much passion you put into everything that you do so Thank you. and also I think right. it's to make it fun isn't it
3: like you don't want to be sitting there listening at someone drawing so I will swear a little bit probably in the program and um, but it's about, yeah better. just bringing energy to it you know because people connect with that energy they don't want someone to preach at them and tell them all the different ways they're awful they want ideas and proactive strategies and and high vibe you know and I think that's why you're so attractive Kylie you, you just vibrate at such a high level and I think that's That's what people want. You know, you want to make this learning fun as well. It doesn't need to be a drudge. It can actually be fun and energizing as well. I don't think they're mutually exclusive.
2: No, I agree entirely with you. Now, where can our listeners find out more? Where can they sign up?
3: Jump to my website, sileraymurphy.com.au, and oh, we'll send your team the we'll send Melissa the link as well to sign up on my website.
2: Absolutely brilliant. I will make sure all of the details are in our show notes. Um, but before you run away. Today, yes. so while I've got you, why don't we do a quick round of rapid fire questions? Oh, can I? Yes, I love yes.
3: To these when you do them. Please. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought,
2: you know what? I've got my little list here from an earlier interview. Yes, Let's find please. out a little bit more about you because I know you've got an extra 10 minutes, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Because you schedule in that buffer zone. I do. Well, my team does now, but yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Firstly, I don't know. Have we done rapid fire questions before? No, I no. It okay.
3: was like in the 30s. It was like, I don't know, 36 or something like that. So, oh, yeah, I've heard well you do to recent guest. Like, I want to do it.
2: Okay, let's go. What is your go-to coffee order?
3: Uh, oh, I'm a bit of a wimp. I'm like decaf cappuccino. Um, I, I don't do well on caffeine. I wish I did because I love the taste of coffee. But, yeah, decaf is better for me and better for everyone around me. Otherwise, You're I am
2: in- I am the same. I order an extra large decaf long black. (laughs) People are always like, that is the most ironic, like moronic order. But I love the taste of it and I like the ritual of it. And I like it to last me a long time. So, decaf long black. Okay, I'm on my own. You know, my (laughs) husband
3: went through a phase. He just loves the froth. He's one of these people that orders a a cappuccino and he scoops the froth off first, which I just think is an absolute like travesty. And so he oh, went through oh, a dating. He used to order baby chinos because he just wanted the froth.
2: Oh, my that's gosh.
3: That was a sorry thing. He was in the army at the time as well. I thought it was hilarious.
2: Anyway, <laughs> that that's is, my order, that, not his. But that is a true sign that you had something special if that didn't bother you on, on a birthday. <laughs> date. <laughs> or did I miss no, something? No, <laughs> no. We'll go with it's a true sign. Now, <laughs> what would you say is your most annoying habit?
3: oh god definitely being ocd about tidying in the house Uh, and i think it's because i work at home whereas my husband tends to go to the office more um so i like i I need the house tidy before i go to bed at night and i'm not saying like obsessively tidy he probably would say that but i just i find it hard to sleep in the bedroom if there's laundry like folded laundry piled up or if Lexi's set up one of her little pop-up play areas in the corner of our room like i just i i really need clear space to operate um so i think that's challenging for people who don't have as um Tidy radar. I think men have selective blindness. Like he tends to just not see it. Uh, <laughs> so I just can't. I just need clear space in order to think and and deal. So that would probably be an annoying habit.
2: And what is a habit that you're most proud of?
3: Um, probably like learning to wake up early and i'm getting that morning sorted. Uh, so I was. I mean, I think also in Ireland people tend to sleep a bit later. But I would sleep obviously originally from Ireland. I would sleep until like seven seven thirty and. Um, so I'm, um, yeah, I'm proud of the fact that I mean, I, I haven't hit the snooze. I mean, I don't even use an alarm anymore um, unless I was getting like an early flight, which ha isn't happening very much right now as we're recording this. Um, so, yeah, I think just getting up early, getting, getting into the habit of not needing an alarm and not needing, I mean, I, I haven't even hit a snooze button for, it must be years now. So I think that's a biggie for me because it's just going back to that reactive versus proactive thing. If I start my morning proactive and that I'm getting up efficiently, for want of a better word, I think that that's a good one for me.
2: I'm with you on that one. Now, if you could sit next to any celebrity or well-known person on a long-haul flight, who would it be and why? Speaking of things we're not doing? I know.
3: Oh know. that's such a good one. I forgot that you asked this one. I mean, Oprah, I mean, my God, to have I mean, I'm going to max out. I'm flying you know all the way to, to Ireland, 24 hours at the Oprah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah I would have to say her and you know why as well actually I I do a monthly session with my kinesiologist just to clear any kind of subconscious crap before it bubbles up to the surface and I had a session with my kinesiologist on Friday and we were talking about how to manage our energy particularly in in my kind of business where I do a lot of mentoring speaking training just a lot of talking generally and I was saying you know, I'm really trying to learn how to manage my energy better and, and also manage my frequency like to stay in a high frequency regardless of if you know, what, what's going on around me. And Oprah talked about, Oh, sorry, Oprah, my kinesiologist, Jackie said to something, one of the tools she talked me through was to think about people that I see in their center. And she said, if you look at Oprah, she's always in her center. She's always in charge of her energy. So I would just love to the opportunity to observe that firsthand for a long haul flight. It'd be amazing.
2: It's funny that you say that, Lorraine, because I was going to say to you, even if she slept the whole way, I would still be like, yes, I just <laughs> gonna soak up that energy. now we have mentioned that you've written three amazing books but do you have a favorite book that you have read a few times yourself
3: oh that's such a good one I don't tend to reread books and if there's one it's think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill that's one that I kind of tap back into um I try and read a few chapters every year as in reread a few chapters every year that would be a big one. But funnily enough, we did mention Oprah. That' What I Know For Sure book. I find that incredibly reassuring and um, just to have that. To come. And I like the, the idea of just dipping into an article here and there. I really, really like that one. Um, it's
2: in ch- a real, oh, I was just going to say, What I Know For Sure is such a great book because you can pick it up anywhere and read mm-hmm. any chapter.
3: Yeah, I really love it. And I always find whatever page it falls open on is the one that I need right then. I kind of get a different layer of it every time I read it. So I'd say that one, but the one that I actually recommend the most would probably be The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. That's all about your morning routine. Um, yeah, and I've actually just recently gotten into Byron Katie. I got so many universal signs to get stuck into her work. And then I saw you got her on the podcast. I was like, okay, that's it. This, I, I need to get – so I read her book, and I've been doing the work every week, and I'm just finding it incredibly liberating. My God, I've, I've never done – self-inquiry like that that just shifts some shifts so much so quickly so um yeah thank you for the little prompt as well to get into that i love that i love that book
2: my my absolute pleasure now next question if you had to choose one meal to have every day for the next five years what would you choose
3: god i mean chocolate would be in there at some point but i don't think i can live on chocolate i'm i'm a carb like potatoes i i've got a half australian half irish daughter who doesn't like potatoes and i just don't know where i went wrong in my parenting journey (laughs) I like, I literally look at her across the table and like, Lexi, how can you not like potatoes? They are like the best thing ever. (laughs) So, yeah, I do like, I like the potato. I think, because also, I don't know if you've done Ayurveda, I would imagine your as well, would you be? Your dosha, have you
2: done? Yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you. Yeah, same. So, I, yeah, very grounding food that weighs me down, very hot, warming food um, is good for me. So, yeah, potatoes all the way.
2: Love that potatoes with a side of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the first thing you do when you wake up each morning? Uh, well,
3: I come downstairs and I scrape my tongue. So that's my my biggie. I've been scraping my tongue for it's an Ayurvedic thing.
2: Yeah.
3: You know what? I I have never. I think I've done it for like the last five years. I I would feel horrible if I didn't scrape my tongue now. Like I I haven't missed a day for years and years and years. And and actually, I hosted a retreat to Bali in two thousand eighteen, and I bought all our guests tongue scrapers because we had a an ayurvedic doctor doing a workshop with us and they were just like oh my god where has been all my life i think that's that's a really big one for me so yeah that's that's the very first thing i flick the kettle on first of all to make warm lemon water and then then tongue scraping
2: i am with you there now what is one of the unexpected gifts that parenting has given you
3: oh there's so many I mean, definitely surrender. Like Lexi was two and a half weeks post-date. I was a neighbor for three and a half days. By the time she actually arrived, I think I would finally learned surrender. And it took us quite a long time to get pregnant as well. Um, So that's definitely that one. But I think the other one is just accessing my own inner child again. You know, just that fun. Just being absolutely silly for the sake of being silly. And there not being an agenda to that. You know, it's Mm. just that pure soul. joy. Yeah. yeah, and it makes me silly. I'm so silly with her, and I wouldn't identify with being silly at all. I would kind of see myself as being more in the serious end of the spectrum. So, yeah, just that opportunity to be silly and have fun. Like, I was trying to teach her to play rock, paper, scissors in bed this morning, and, oh, my God, <laughs> she's so cute. Didn't, didn't get it. We've got some work
2: to do there, but um, she just makes me laugh all the time. She's, she's so cool. Well, just enjoy her not actually getting it, because I can tell you right now, scissors, paper, rock in my house, is, like, a serious endeavour. The, <laughs> the boys have now invented new moves, so they'll say, like, let's play it, and then they'll be like, oh, that's an atomic um, grenade. Like, what, what, oh, no! what, what does that mean? They're like, oh, it, it trumps yours, it, it wins. Like, they come up with their own little rules. So just yeah. enjoy the fact that she hasn't quite got her own right, set yeah. of rules there yet. <laughs>
3: but I think um, um, boys, they probably have hours to figure out all these new rules, and then they just pants on you, and you're, like, a, you know, a sitting duck. And they, they've got all their new rules and you're like, I've no idea what I'm doing. It's just, it's not fair. It's two against one.
2: Absolutely. Now, last but not least, what is your all-time favorite quote or perhaps some words that you live by?
3: Uh, the goth quote. The goth, goth. I never know. It's a, he's a German author. And it's um, whatever, you, whatever you can do or dream you can begin it, that boldness has genius power and magic in it. And I love that because what that says to me is that if we if we make a move, if we just commit to doing something, that the universe almost says, "Oh shit, she's serious about this. I should probably fall into action behind her." So I think often we wait for the universe to step in and make things happen on our behalf, but if we just make that first move, that g- genius, that power, that magic drops in, and I guess uh, smooths the path in front of us, so I really live by that one, and it, it helps me be brave as well. Mm.
2: I love, love, love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, as I mentioned, I will pop all of the details for the Get Remarkably Organized eight-week program in the show notes so that people can access it. Again, it kicks off on the 9th of September. So that eight-week period will take you up to what – do you know what the last week is? So that people- oh, God, that's
3: a really good question. It would be – it's up to early November.
2: Brilliant. And if one other thing I should ask about it is if people can't watch the videos live, I'm assuming they can access them at their own time?
3: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. So the recording, the video is just at any time and then we'll do recordings of the two expert sessions as well. And then, of course, the Facebook group, people can just dip in and out. So if you're up in the middle of the night breastfeeding, then that could be your
2: your Facebook group time with the crew as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lorraine. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. I loved it. I can't wait to talk again soon.
1: Thank you. Before you run off, I wanted to just slide in at the end here and let you know, in case you missed it in the intro, that Lorraine has offered a bonus masterclass for those of you who join the program from the podcast or from this community. So if you are going to change your life and join this eight-week program, which I highly recommend, you definitely want to click the link in the show notes and let them know that you came from this community so that you do receive that bonus masterclass because that is so, so, so valuable and I'm really, really excited to hear how you go with this program. Now, it kicks off in exactly one week and as Lorraine mentioned, she does have options for either paying up front or splitting up the payments as well, which I think is super, super handy. This year has been a wild one for so many of us. And I think some of us have really kicked into ultra productive mode. And then others have really, really enjoyed the pause. And I think I probably sit more towards the enjoying the pause side of things, I should say. And whilst it's been nice... Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to kick back into gear. And I hope you are too, because this program is going to take us very close to the end of 2020, the year of very much unexpected turmoil and just just a wild year. But anyway, I won't wrap it on any longer. Just a reminder, link is in the show notes show notes. Oh my gosh, I need to go and have a coffee. Link is in the show notes. I hope that you can make it. I really, 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 truly believe in everything that Lorraine creates. So enjoy, use that link, take advantage of that bonus masterclass and slide back into the driver's seat of your own life.